0: see it's snowing not looking are you trying to make me grumpy it's just snow that's okay we'll bring on brian monson husker mr Munson, how are you
1: i'm good you guys are getting some snow up there we don't want to talk
0: about it it's ugly
1: well you got a you got a few texans now that are headed up that way on friday Oh, forecast our forecast uh, when we're going to be up there it doesn't look like any precipitation. So we were been some would be on the ground at least a little bit cuz we won't be back at Christmas time. So it's yeah. um, always nice to kind of catch it a little bit.
0: You know, it's just it's been unique. I mean, obviously it's you know, it's early before the winter time, but it, I mean it's flurried for what two or three straight days will, something like that. Yeah. My kids are like it's snowing and I'm like be quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i miss it I, i'm not gonna lie to you i miss it i miss it a little bit and then we get it down here and i curse it so um it's always better it's always better up there it's a different it's a different snow we get the freezing stuff down mm. here and it's not fun at
0: all i guess being from north carolina and you know not really having seasons pretty much growing up i just i had this belief now that i'm a nebraskan that if it's going to be this darn cold it might as well snow because when it's just cold it's just not it's unbearable just snow
1: I don't know what part of North Carolina you're from, dude, but that's a beautiful part of the world. Um, uh, uh,
0: Charlotte. <laughs> I was born and raised in Charlotte went to school in Fayetteville, Vietnam. Okay.
1: Well I've been through Raleigh, through Tobacco mm-hmm. Road, out to winston Salem, so Yep. Uh pretty amazing the the trees and uh just just an amazing part of the world. Just love it down there.
0: It is very beautiful. I want to sit back before we talk Huskers and let you and Will have a conversation. Well, Brian, uh, because he probably already had it. He probably set you up. But it's, no. Uh, you know, I'm sure you were cursing at your TV as Will was cursing. And it was cursing, happy, cursing, happening, whatever. I give up. I'm done. Yep,
2: yeah, Brian, I don't think I've, I've made this clear, but I am a Vikings fan. Yes, he and is. Uh, let's just say Sunday was a good day for me. And I don't know how it was for you.
1: I, um, so I left, so I was, uh, pumping my fist when they stopped cousins at the, at the goal line, right on the sneak. And I didn't think he got it across either, Nope. but uh, honestly, I, I was like games in the bag. I'm done. I literally walked off and to get, to go get something to drink or went to the kitchen or whatever. And I came back. And I didn't know what happened.
0: <laughs> oh man! I, just, no. I, I
1: could not understand. I could not understand what just happened. I was like, "Well, wait, what what, what happened? Like, what are they talking about? Touchdown?" I'm like, and I, I just sat there and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then I, I thought, "Well, you know, they could put this in overtime." And I was like, and then I go, "Then again, Dorsey may get greedy here and decide to go ahead and score a touchdown." Then it was down to five seconds and he couldn't get it in, and then it's been, you look, there's been some, a source of frustration with me so far in the last couple, three weeks with Josh Allen has been, he's not been very good at at seeing the under coverage. And I don't know what the different looks are that maybe he's seeing. I don't know if it's the two high shell, that he's, it's getting him confused a little bit. They're also giving him a lot more. I, I think that what, take too much time on this, but a lot of their linebackers are playing deeper when it comes to straight drop back. And and I think that that's confusing him a little bit because they don't have that Beasley guy that's mm. working the underneath very well. Um, you know, you've got McKenzie and Davis and you know Dawson Knox and guys like that. They just don't work the short intermediate, and, and it, it really kind of frustrates me a little bit. It's mainly on the edges; they don't do anything in the middle of the field. And I think that they need to add some more of that back in again. They need a they need a role player like that to kind of emerge.
2: I mean, you how as a Bills fan when they fumble on the half yard line. I mean, how do you feel about that? That is like as a Vikings fan, that's lucky as hell for us.
1: It, it was, but I mean, um look, I I thought you got I thought that I thought there were many missed plays before that. The Justin Jefferson amazing grab, the fact that the DB went up trying to intercept that frustrated the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. That should never have happened. He had his hands together thinking that he's going to intercept that it's fourth down. If if you get it there, it's 20-25 yards difference from when you can take the ball over from wherever, you know, the turnovers on downs. So, you need to have your two hands apart and you need to make sure that nobody's catching that thing and swatting it away. Instead, you go up like you're going to high point it over Jefferson? Give me a break. Like give me a break on that. And there were so many I, I, I will tell you this though. Kirk Cousins has always been a guy that I've I've felt pretty positively about. I talked to another Viking fan about it, and he curses him out. He made some amazing throws on Sunday, and uh, you guys have got some great weapons. I think the Hawkinson uh, addition was great. I I think I think, think Buffalo is going to have to figure out still where they're lacking when it comes to their run defense because the Dalvin Cook run was uh, eye opening as well. So. There's a couple things that Buffalo's got to get reeled in. The good news is I'd rather have them finding these struggles in week 10, week 11, versus 14, 15. So you've got, you've got a month and a half now. Get it figured out.
0: we got Brian Monson, Huskerline.com, hanging out with us. Brian, I, a couple of questions here. I think this is uh, yeah. super intriguing as we get there. Um, how much havoc, if any, do all the um, smoke screens, who our next head coach is? where we've seen them um fan accounts galore sitting in basements tweeting stuff out barbershop conversations affect the recruits do you think i mean i know they're seeing all this right
1: they have to they have to And, and i and i think that they have to understand that that some of it um anyway is got a parody you know feel flavor to it and some of the stuff comes off as, you know like hey we've got our sources um, we've got we've got some we've got, we've got those on our on our board too on Red Sea Scrolls mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it just look it's it's a it's a super bad time right now I think as, as a as a Nebraska fan because of what you saw on Saturday I, I, I really truly believe that you're, you you kind of saw the worst offensive performance uh, of any Nebraska football team. Um I and that goes back with me obviously generational back to the eighties at some point where I can recollect, you know, memories of how those offenses looked. Um so it's a good forty years with me telling you, you know, what I saw on, on Saturday was very disappointing. But it, it, it look, I'm also to that point where I could tell you it, it kinda is just what it is. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think that I think that you're you, what you were asking yourself and what you were what what they were kind of up against too is really really a difficult task to go into the big house and do things and and I really didn't feel like the play calling was in line with what I kind of hoped to see which was really get after the run I think what did they have eight rushes after the first at the first half yep at halftime yep I mean that that's simply not working in line with where I felt like Nebraska needed to kind of be because time is not your friend in that kind of an, an environment. And and I think you want that clock to be running. I think you want to start to try to establish a run game. I think you want to get it going. Uh, and you've got two mobile quarterbacks to kind of help you out. Um, I'll be honest with you. I kind of felt like there would have been a little bit of an option game there that they could, they could have exploited mm-hmm. some things later on in the second half, particularly with the Smothers coming in, uh, which I would have liked to have seen, but, Hey, I'm not there. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not the armchair quarterback either. And I just want to tell you guys. I just. I felt like people saw the bottom of it. I think that that's what is leading to all this other conversation out because, what's going on on the football field, is a little tough. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the next two games are, you know, could be winnable. They they could they could possibly you know put together a, a decent challenge for the Badgers. You get them at home. And, and I was really surprised that Iowa did what they did to Wisconsin last weekend. So I don't know really what to think about going to Iowa City to Friday now after Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, I think that I think what you got now is just there's some frustration level. They kind of wish that if it was Rule because if if that's that's maybe the one guy other than Urban Meyer, which I think everybody would agree is kind of a pipe dream and, and, and non-realistic, that Matt Rule would make, be the only guy that potentially Nebraska could name right now because he doesn't have a job. Anybody else out there that Nebraska is considering is playing still. And, and they, they'd probably be playing well into you know the rest of this month, what, what for the rest of this month, and then potentially that first week in December. So I, I think they're saying to themselves, if it's rule, let's get this behind us. Let's figure this out. But I think if I'm Trev, I'm also realizing the distraction of that. Mm-hmm. I'm also realizing this, the distraction of the new head coach being announced what does that mean to to the last couple of weeks here let's let's be courteous to this team this staff and what they've been doing because honestly i don't i don't find a lot of fault with what it is that's kind of going on outside of some of the play calling and maybe some of the personnel decisions but honestly get casey thompson back and and see what happens the last two games
0: you know, and also on the on the flip side of that, you're still getting kids to visit Nebraska. You're getting kids yep. to commit to Nebraska. I think Mickey's doing a phenomenal job. What does that tell you? Because I, I, I want to believe. I'm, I'm believing in Trev. That's what we're putting our faith in. We're putting our faith in Trev through the process. Forget whatever else noise is hearing. But I want to believe there's been conversations with your current head coach and Mickey Joseph as they ru- run down this road.
1: Uh, 100%. Um I I I think that there's that those guys those two guys in particular they are aligned and I'm sure I'm sure that there are some folks that are sitting in the offices next to Trev that he in confidence has gone to and talked to about where he's at with the with the decision mm-hmm. the candidates you know where where things are kind of at gotten some guidance you know, I, it's obvious that obviously you know we we spelled it out on on our side a little bit that. Trev is in touch with Tom Osborne Um, but I I think that from kind of looking down the one person I think that he that Trev would owe you know some sort of uh, status to you know would be Mickey Joseph Um, and and I think however Trev's message to Mickey regardless of, of whether or not you know they're looking at other candidates right now or you know the timing or whatever the message still is going to be: there's still a season to play. There's still there's still games on the schedule, um, and that team needs you. You know, to kind of go out there and do your best, and the, and that's that's what your role is. Um, and obviously, I think you know, I, I think it's getting more and more difficult um, to kind of uh, associate Mickey Joseph with the head coaching job. And I don't think that that's necessarily all his fault. I think that, however, you know, through the various um, conversations that have taken place online and stuff I've had in, 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 in private, there's just not enough of the head coaching experience to kind of work through those head coaching scenarios that have mm-hmm. to happen. And I, I, I don't think that you want, I don't think you would want, I'm like Trevor would like to have a guy that needs to kind of figure out the job as he's on the job um that i think that that's a little bit too risky for for what i think trev is probably aiming for when it comes to the to the next hire doesn't mean that mickey joseph doesn't have any value i think his value may be as much as the next head coach when it comes to the success of nebraska it's just going to be in a in the role he was in before add you know some sort of recruiting coordinator tag and some sort of an associate head coach tag along with it because i want his hands touching every part of that program he has got such a great eye for things and his energy that he brings i think it will help out in all areas when it comes to nebraska football
2: we're we're talking to brian munson you know kind of adding to that you know these past few years we've heard people say why nebraska has had a struggle and it's because they kind of lost that connection to texas how important is it when we do get a new coach that they can maybe get that relationship back you know the recruiting down in texas
1: i i think it's huge um <clears throat> look there's 300 plus kids typically that sign down here between you know in, in any given year um that's just that's just the the facts of of what you're going to see when it comes to the to the the talent there's it's deep, and you know you've got schools that are coming here from all around the country, and it's not just that you have Texas and A and M and Baylor and Texas Tech and all the other schools that are just here in the state TCU that are trying to get that talent, but you're finding amazing talent down the list when you get outside that those fifty, like the top fifty or the top seventy five, you're still finding talent for guys that that are that are that are D one guys going back to one fifty to one seventy five that. That, that, that could potentially find uh, the right spot and and put themselves into a position to where they're, they're playing very early in their careers wherever they decide to go. And I think that that's the kind of thing that Nebraska is needing to understand is they, they need to get back to solid player evaluations. They have to find the right guys, the right fit. I think Texas guys typically... You're not going to have that attrition rate that Nebraska saw with that one kind of uh, infamous class of Florida kids and how they were all leaving in the middle of the night and traveling back home. I think that that's a huge red red flag to me. I would really focus my time in the state of Texas, in the state of Louisiana, and and I would really get in to the state. I think the 2024 class is really good. Uh, obviously, we just saw that offer to Isaiah Benton Morris the other day. I think Carter Nelson could be probably the best eight-man player uh, ever to play in, in high school uh, from the state of Nebraska. Picks up a Penn State offer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of talent there. In-state, border state, 500-mile Texas, Louisiana. If you set up around that, you have a pretty successful model to be able to recruit, simplify, Get into it and and really go get your Kansas City kids and get into Chicago too.
0: Well, we got a game this Saturday coming up, be the fourth straight where we're like I think it's a fourth straight where we've got like a beast of running back back there. But it'll be an eleven o'clock start to be cold, um, mm-hmm. tough to get visitors in. Do we have a list? Anybody confirmed that's coming in and any highlights of it?
1: Nobody really confirmed coming in except for Ar- Arnold Barnes the third. He will Ooh, be in this yes. weekend. Uh, so you got a commitment coming in from Louisiana, which is. Really, pretty interesting uh, in itself. I think, you know, there's no official visitors, number one. I think we're kind of in that kind of in, in that mode still right now where Nebraska had to use an official visitor for Barnes. Um, and after that, they haven't really done anything with it. I'm going to go back and count up how many official visits Nebraska has used and then recalculate how many they would have kind of to give back to the next head coach. And then realize also that. Guys that have taken official visits before, when Scott Frost is the head coach, they can come back to Nebraska again and and basically make it a second official visit. It wouldn't count to their total five. They can come back. Even the guys that didn't commit, so a Bo Hewley, a Caden Green, a Ryan Robinson Jr., like somebody like that, if if they were, if Nebraska reconnected with them, they should be able to come back to Nebraska. I think. I think that that's the rule. But I, I definitely know it's the rule with the commitment. So I think that that's really kind of interesting, and then that wouldn't count towards the total. I think that there's 23-ish based on my rough count. I need to kind of firm that up with how many official visits they should have left. Um, but that that should be stuff that you should be picking up. And one thing I'm going to mention in my three-and-out tomorrow is that you know, you're know you in essentially the last week of the the junior college season. Mm-hmm. And after this weekend, it'll be – Top four teams go into a four-team playoff, one versus three, two versus four, and then a championship. So you've got 10, 12, 15 junior college guys that are out there that will start taking their official visits as soon as next week. So that is something that's going to be very interesting, of course, to, to Trevor Alberts uh, because of the number of junior college guys that are out there that they're trying to, trying to get in to try to provide an immediate help you know, when it comes to next year's team.
2: Hey, Brian, after seeing uh, Michigan these past few weeks and Ohio State, you know that game is coming up. How much confidence do you have in Michigan going to the shoe and taking down Ohio State?
1: Ooh. Yeah, uh, that's a toughie. Um, I know Ohio State struggled against Northwestern in uh, the first half. That was really, I think, more weather-related than anything. And I think that they've been you know dealing with some injury stuff, and I think I don't know what if you're if you're going to see in jigba the rest of the season. I know Henderson's had some uh injury issues as well. I think that he was ruled out last week, but should be back in time to to go play against michigan i honestly, from what I saw last week it's it's going to be it's going to be one up front it's going to be one in the trenches so how how you kind of battle that out and I think that you know um uh Ohio State has amazing skilled position guys, and and Stroud is throwing is is doing incredibly well at quarterback. Uh, I I don't think that I don't think Michigan can play with them honestly. I I do, I do believe Ohio State's going to win that game.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely uh, be fun to watch. Um, but I want to ask you also, it's going to be Senior uh, Day at Memorial Stadium on Saturday. Um, you're going to have some guys walk. Uh, but I believe most of those guys can also return or make a decision to right. go somewhere else. Uh, what impact right. is that going to have? Because have? you look at the list of kids that can walk, uh, you know, like Casey Thompson, Mathis, um, Marcus Walker, Nelson. I mean, uh, Nelson. Uh, what I mean, obviously, there'll be conversations to be had with those guys. Yep. I, I don't think you're going to learn anything from the kids that walk on Saturday. If that's anything, this time period has told us we don't know. Uh, what would the impact of that be on the classes coming forward?
1: It's going to be huge. I mean, I think that you're still, you know, it's kind of like two data streams, right? You're still kind of targeting, you know, 18, 19 kids, I think, from the more high school route. And then you're probably looking to, to grab as many junior, junior college guys, which I think kind of are being lumped into that, just make it to 85 kind of group. And then you're trying to balance out your to-be-determined player evaluations and, and what what the new coach is going to kind of feel like they need to go look for in the portal. Uh, and then, then you're going to try to manage up, obviously, to get to that 85 number based on, you know, who is deciding to lead based on what you just said. Uh, or other guys, underclassmen that are deciding to lead based on what's happening there at Nebraska currently with the coaching staff, which I think that there will be a few of those guys as well. Um, and then you're still – then you got to go back and, and try to fill, fill the rest of your roster out. So I don't know – yeah, you're not going to learn – I don't think a lot. I think that there's some guys like Anthony Grant's a guy that I feel like makes complete and total sense that he would decide to try to go pro, and that's that's because of partly because of the season that he's had, but I think it's also because of his just his age mm-hmm. and, and where he's kind of at with his career. I think that he's gotta gotta kind of understand, you know, you need to leave some tread on the tires a little bit to try to have that pro career. So um, I think things will be happening though over the next two weeks where you'll start start to hear about some guys and what their intentions are we've been kind of seeing it around the country a little bit with some guys like uh there was a a defensive back actually last night that i noticed from west virginia that nebraska had recruited that i really like to catch up with when he was in high school that he announced that he's going to be leaving too with two years to to Mm -hmm. transfer so some things are starting to trickle out in some other in some other places and i think that you can kind of expect the same thing to happen here at nebraska in the next couple weeks i think that it's interesting though where you've got this kind of tampering that's kind of happening Ooh. when it comes to some of these guys are being contacted or unofficially, like, hey, what would you think, and have you given this much thought? A lot of the guys that are going to announce typically already have that next place kind of you know, there for them you know, to kind of watch for that, too, because there's some dirty poker stuff that's happening right now when it comes to portal transfers.
0: Hey, I want to ask you one more uh, college football playoff. You're looking at it. They'll do uh, another edition tonight. TCU belongs now, don't they?
1: Absolutely. Um, I, I think that that team. I think Duggan's a heck of a player. Mm-hmm. But, but what I think is really getting overlooked when it comes to that to that whole that whole team, their defense. Ooh, they've good. got some dudes. They have got some absolute dudes over there on that side of the football. They're fun. I think Dykes has them probably a year or two ahead of where we all thought that they could be because he's just just getting there. Um, so really got to give him a lot of credit from what he took over from Patterson to where he's got them playing at already.
0: Good stuff, Brian, man. We appreciate your time as always. Safe travels. Up to the good life, my man.
1: I appreciate. It. We'll talk to you next week. All right,
0: thanks, Brian. You, Brian, Brian Munson, Huskerline. dot com. Right always good stuff. Go check his stories out on HuskerLine.com. He'll have his three and out tomorrow, which is always good stuff to catch up on the recruiting world here at Nebraska because it's an intriguing time as we're waiting for a next head coach, who it's going to be, all that good stuff. So, yeah, uh, let's take another break and we go to break. We'll give away another. We'll give away another chance to get qualified for Nebraska, Wisconsin tickets. 466 ESPN caller seven right now.